Hi, I'm Mansi, and this is the Brown Girls Don't podcast, a podcast that talks to different members of the support circle each week to challenge the many ideas pushed onto South Asian women and prove that actually, brown girls do. So this is our first episode. Hello. And we are joined by Kalein Kaur Obviously, many people know her as Ash Panazel right now on EastEnders. I kind of wanted to like, I kind of wanted to go into this with like the do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> play the theme tune. Yeah, maybe that will be like part of my marketing scheme. Maybe, maybe. But hey, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Tired. I know. And it's only, what, what day is it? Wednesday. It's Hump Day. Yeah, it's oh, Hump Day. So week. That midweek sort of that midweek slot. Yeah. I think everyone needs a bit of a nap. Yeah. But we're not napping because we didn't. I was like, I did not look like this this morning. <laughs> I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, you look such a steak. Because I don't even talk to me about that. I don't want to talk about what time I got up today. Oh, you know, I'm actually going to, like, even if I say the timing to you later, I'm going to actually redact it from this. Because <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, like, I was actually thinking about this on the way in. Yeah. How usually, whenever people are doing podcasts or like doing any kind of media, um, I guess the conversations that flow, they don't have to necessarily mentally yeah. and with all their soul prepare for like the deep trauma that they're yeah. going to be sort of delving into. Yeah. And then, yeah, 100%. Like even when I was thinking about today, mm. like my acting career goes back so far. Mm. And there are so many different elements to it. So there's not just the struggle in the industry, but there's a struggle with, you know, having the support, not for my family, because my family have been really supportive. They have. But not wanting to let them down, not wanting to let my mum down, who's really supported me on this journey. Um, And it like, there's like so many triggers within that of like, oh my God, I remember that when then, and I remember that, and I remember that, how difficult that was. And when I gave up and when, and so I think that's normal for an actor, but for a brown girl who's wanted to be an actor since she was 15 years old, there's a lot of, you know. 15? Yeah. What did you to do before that? You're born in Luton, right? Yeah, yeah. Born and bred Luton Town. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, Luton Town, um, which I'm very proud of, by the way. You know, um, I was actually speaking to someone yesterday. Um, about going on to a show mm-hmm. and um they were saying oh where are you from and I was like oh I'm Luton and I in that moment I was like do you know what I'm really proud of that because now when I go you know I'm still in Luton and, and when I go to town and stuff and people recognize the show and um and um they will they're so proud like when they're when they're like oh are you from Luton and I'm like yeah and they just can't believe it it's like they think that no surely not like what we come from a town where people think that we're kind of like on the back foot a little bit and there aren't as many opportunities and, um, you know, it's very kind of working class. And so they think, oh my God, you're from Luton and you've done it. And it gives, I feel like it gives them this sense of, oh, wow, I can like, you know, I can do it. And I love that. I I think it's so important to stay true to who you are. In representation as well. Representation, and whether that be Luton or, you know, being a Punjabi seat girl yeah they're both important to me i actually find it really funny like in general when it comes to tv and film yeah how much the media shapes the 
stereotypes that we pin onto people. So for example, right, when I was doing sort of my briefing for you, mm. um, we sent you some questions yesterday and one of them was like, what was your family's thoughts about, about you, yeah. not just acting, but you playing a bisexual, we'll get onto that later. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Mr. Anna. Yeah. But it's funny how I yeah. had this preconception that there was going to be somebody that took issue with it yeah. because I have grown up in a culture and I have watched British TV and British shows and listened to British podcasts where like actually people have spoken about their struggle against their family. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's almost like, why do we even need, to, why is that even a question? Mm-hmm. Why do we need to even think about that? Why can it not just be that a girl, regardless of her culture or whatever, wants to be an actor and that's it. A girl is a girl, whether she's Indian, Indian whatever. She's a girl who wants to be an actor. Nothing else should even come into that. But anyway, um, no, when I was younger, I actually wanted to be, we're talking like little, little. I wanted to be a tennis player. I really envisioned myself at Wimbledon. Like I was like, I am going to be a tennis player. I'm going to be at Wimbledon. I loved tennis. I had tennis lessons. I can't say I was the best. It wasn't even that my talent or like potential was driving me towards this choice of wanting to be it I just I wanted to I just loved it and I really believed it was going to happen and then that kind of fizzled out a little bit and um and then I just I was always very creative and I was always in the limelight and kind of like when we were with my cousins and stuff I was always the loud one I was always the one doing accents and I was always the one putting on shows like I was like the clown if you say like I would just mess around and and I think that kind of was maybe the beginning of me exploring that creativity that I had as a kid. And I think what's really nice is that my mum never stopped that. So I was always really aware that my mum would support me in whatever I wanted to do. Um, and I was also very aware that that wasn't the case with other girls. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that started from, you know, I did Taekwondo when I was six. I still do it. So, and I think that kind of started from that you know, having a young Indian girl in a martial art, that was all, that was already breaking a stereotype. And my mum was so encouraging and so supportive of that. And I know that people were like, oh, wow, I wouldn't expect, you know, people would always say, oh God, I wouldn't expect it looking at you. And it's like, well, why not? Like, I hate it when they do Yeah, that. like I hate it. I've been in a, I've been into a gym before, you know, hit a bag or been hitting a bag or whatever. And um, it was actually where I used to work and, and there was a guy there and he was hitting the bag and whatever. And they said, oh, when I came in, I wouldn't have thought that you were the one that could be in it like that, hitting the bag like that. I would have thought that it was him. And I'm like, but why? Because I'm a girl, because yeah. I'm Indian, and you don't expect us to be, you know, throwing punches that could probably yeah. knock you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Say it again. I'll just knock you out. <laughs> I mean, like, but, you know, when you push towards, like, certain things, you know what I'm talking about now, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think as brown girls, we're sort of told doctor or like yeah. lawyer. I mean, did you ever get that push? I mean, no, no, not at all. Not from my, not from my family, from, mm. from community, community and culture and maybe extended family, 100%. Mm. But again, that's where I'm really fortunate that, again, my mum especially and my dad mm. were so encouraging of what you want to do. Um, did did I did I ex- see them and experience them face, facing backlash from extended family members of kind of saying, "Well, you're going to let your daughter, you know, pursue an, act, an acting career, and um, oh, is that is that the right thing to do? You know, shouldn't she be doing this or shouldn't she be doing that?" 
hundred percent. I definitely saw that and I heard it, but my mum never, ever, you know, she didn't ever kind of give in or fall victim to that. She was focused on investing in her children and making them the best they can be. Mm. And, you know, touched on it earlier, but she always said to, to me and my brother and sister, whatever you want to do, do it, but be the best. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do and I will support you 1 million percent. I will do everything and anything I can, but don't do it and be like halfway down the line. Like do it and be top of the pile. Like be the best at what you want to be. Yeah. That's all I want for you. Like I don't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer, an actor, a singer, a whatever, a dancer. Like if you want to be a dancer, be the best dancer. And equally, if you want to be a doctor, be the best doctor. But that's all I want for my children. And so I think that's, um, you know, that was something that 100% helped me. I can't imagine what it would have been like, you know, in my career and in industry, not having the support of my parents. Yeah, for sure. Because it's hard enough as it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was going to say, it sounds so silly saying this because I think our generation would sort of expect that. Yeah. But you know what, 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the norm. Like, it, it, not because... Like, just disclaimer, not because our parents don't want us to do what we want to do. No. But because they've grown up. Yeah. Trying to have their own dreams. Yeah. Only to be knocked back. Yeah. And then also think about it, right? Like the screen. Well, the screen is supposed to be representative of our population. Okay. Now, how many people are there who we can say are South Asian here in 90s? Mm-hmm. Like South Asian, I don't know, I'm trying to think of actors now off the top of my head. Yeah. It's just not happening. South Asian, I mean, I remember yeah. when I was younger and I loved the idea of going into acting. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be Hermione Granger. And yeah. somebody was like, we can't do that because you're not white. You know, all yeah. of these amazing characters that we've yeah. grown up with yeah. Yeah. in childhood, having been told you can't embody them just because of the colour of your skin. Yeah. Did you ever have any setbacks where you were like, well, this is crap? I you think, know? well, you know, like you said, mm. growing up, you do watch these I'm like iconic, classic, amazing films like Harry Potter, and you don't see leading roles being the same. You don't you don't look at them and think they look the same as me. We're very much a minority, and I think that's what's probably stalls people from from believing that they can achieve a successful acting career. Because when you look around, mm-hmm. who would you see? You, you do see, you see Kira Knight, you know, you see all of these amazing, like, leading act- actors, but they're not Indian and they're not yeah. brown. And so I think that that's one, that's already something that you, you come across that others don't, from other backgrounds don't, you know. Someone from a, a work background probably doesn't have that problem. Yeah. We're already on the back foot because we do. They look completely different. They're a different race. They're a different culture. Mm-hmm. So you don't see that representation. And that 100% is very, very scary. Like, I remember um, I auditioned for Skins. Did you? Series five and six, character named Frankie. It was open auditions. It was open auditions. There were thousands that auditioned. Yeah. And, um, you know, this was um, very, like, early on into me wanting to be an actor. And my mum actually took me and she, we drove up really early doors. We slept in the car. I know. And she slept in the car with me and she was like, because, because there were so many auditioning, she wanted me to be first. The queue. She wanted me, she wanted me to be at, at the uh, front of the queue. And so we slept in the car, went up, um, you know, she got me my outfit. Like she, honestly, my mum's a gem. And um, shout out to your mum. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, you know, achieved 
whatever I have achieved, I wouldn't have done it without her. But um, I was front of the queue and I remember, and I was front of the queue. I was front of the queue and I remember people started arriving and whatever. And there weren't many people that looked like me. Mm. The majority of them were, were white. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I ain't got a chance of getting the part because they must not be looking for anyone like me because no one like me is here. And I remember thinking, well, this isn't a part for me then. And again, the name, Frankie. How many Indian girls are called Frankie? So you're already feeling like you're on a back foot. Anyway, I ended up actually getting really far along in the process. And I was, it was down to, I was in the final selection. Was I the only Indian girl in the final selection? Yes, I was. <laughs> but um, it kind of like proved to me that, do you know what? If you want something, you can really go and get it. And yeah. um, I, like I said, I'm fortunate that I had the support of my mum. But if you haven't got the support of your parents, you, you can still go and do it. You know, just you've got to be determined. You've got to want it. And it is possible. Like, it is doable. Um but yeah, I mean, drawing upon that, I was going to ask for you with, with your experience, mm -hmm. was it like watching TV and film? We could discuss this together because yeah. I think we, we both have sort of the same deductions. Yeah. Was it like watching TV and film and mm -hmm. listening to radio for South Asian women and, you know, women, women of colour in general? Like, you know, what issues do, do you, do I, do we have as a, as a group with our portrayal in media? I think that. I don't, I mean, I don't watch TV and shows and films and see Indian women, South Asian women at the forefront mm. of these shows. Are they supporting characters? Yes. Are they the friends of the main character? Yeah. Are they the doctor that you go and see when you've had a fall? And the media very much dictates what we do with our futures. We can't help it. No. We very much listen to what we are told yeah. without meaning to it really creates a dent in our memories and our makeup yeah. and so you see that yeah and then you think okay so i'm only a minority character yeah therefore what is the point of me walking into a room knowing that i'm only going to be a minority character exactly. and never going to embrace further exactly and you know going into the industry mm. and into this career i i think maybe when i i was younger and, and maybe i wasn't as aware to it but especially now that you really want to go into an industry and a career where you know that there aren't hundreds of main roles for you. So the chances of getting a main role are extremely slim because there aren't enough written for you and, and the culture that you come from and who you are, but also you're going to be fighting and scrambling over all of these like supporting roles. And then do you really want to spend your life doing that you know, and then it's just it's a, like a vicious circle when it goes round and it's scary yeah. so I'll tell you what as South Asian women it doesn't matter what we do right no, yeah. we've got parents cracking that whip <laughs> saying whatever you do like yeah. even even the most you know the most liberal parents yeah are like do you know what do whatever you want to do but yeah. just make sure that you 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 become the best at what you do yeah yeah, yeah. Like if you are told yeah that actually you will never be the best. You will always stay in a certain le at a certain level. You will never be promoted somewhat. Yeah. What is the, like exactly? Does anyone ever want to do that? No, exactly. You would never go into um, you know, you'd never go as a junior doctor and then and not and not envision moving up and yeah. doing that time and then yeah. being you know having your own practice or yeah. you know. So it's the same as an actor, like. You, we've all, we're always the supporting roles, but I never see them in the front. Like I never see them as like the independent, powerful, strong. Yeah. 
woman at the center of the story, if we are at the center of a story, it's never powerful and strong and like, you know, kind of woe. Yeah, it's, it's like almost like a tragedy. Yeah, it's like an emotional love story mm. or being the victim of something. Do you remember like um, Amazon's Imperfect Snuggie? Yes. <laughs> I'm just. I was just about to recall the brown girl yeah. character. Yeah. And I swear to God, I cannot even remember her name. Yeah. And funnily enough, I was speaking about this with my friend Meg. Shout. <laughs> and um, I was speaking to her a few months ago, and I was like, "Oh, Amazon's Imperfect Snuggie." She was like, "Well, that's." problematic she was like well you know well it was me you know the brown girl who can't find a man and she gets pushed together with a man at the last minute as though her story doesn't deserve to be told and just stuff like that it's it's actually really frustrating i don't know whether it is for you no it is watching um all of these movies yeah and not really being able to enjoy them as others do because you're sat there thinking but what about this what about yeah. that that you can't just sit back no. and enjoy British music. There's always no, there's always there's always something that annoys you and you go, Oh, why are they representing us like that? I don't want to be represented that way. Like listen to us and the way that we want to be represented. There we go. Don't just go along with what's always been done. Because times are changing and there is a new generation coming through and they have got more of a voice maybe than what a previous generation did. Or maybe not more of a voice but maybe more views on how they want to be represented yes. yeah um i think also drawing upon that actually yeah i was going to ask you although i think i know what the answer is going to be right <laughs> i'm just like feeding you now yeah. i mean the, the i was thinking about <clears throat> the concept of people of how important it is to not just have representation in front of the camera but also behind it so for example i'm a freelance producer i want to get into hosting but what in the last year what has given me empowerment mm -hmm. is knowing that a couple of months ago i did like a, a chat show for south asian creatives and it actually brought some kind of peace or like vindication to me knowing that the questions and the briefing and what to say and what not to say and how to position them the makeup the lighting was yeah. all going to be decided by an all south asian crew yeah because i was like we need more people making decisions because yeah. who writes these briefs? Who writes these characters? Yeah. Who does the script? Yeah, right? I feel like we need to decide the narrative. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We need to be in charge of that and and decide what narrative is told and, and how we're perceived because who better than us to to know what's a true representation of, of our culture? A lot of the time you get, you know, shows that are written or characters that are written and it will be an Indian girl and it will be... um you know, an Indian girl that comes from a family that this, that, or whatever, but it's not written by someone from that culture. It's written by someone yeah. that's got a view on that culture by what they've been told and what they're, they've seen in go. previous films and TV shows. So then how are we ever going to get out of this cycle of a stereotypical Indian girl staying at home and cooking and not being allowed a boyfriend and having to hide behind her parents back and not wanting to be a doctor but being yeah. forced into it? Like, yeah. how are we ever going to change this this one one dimensional character that we've got, if we don't start changing the narrative ourselves and writing things ourselves and, you know, create shows, have an all in, you know, this was one of the points I wanted to make later on in regards to another, something else we, we can talk about, but, you know, build a community and reach out to other creatives yeah. from, you know, South Asian creatives. 
find a director, find a writer, find a videographer, find, you know, build a crew, build a cast um, and create something that you can put out and be proud of and show people that this is who we are. Mm. And yes, there are elements. Listen, yes, some of the representation is spot on. Some of, some of what they do and, and how they represent our culture is spot on. You know, they're not getting it all wrong. But it's showing why we're like that and the strengths behind us being that. Yeah, it, we were talking about this earlier, right? Yeah. So like with parents, yeah. with children. Yeah. I feel like not much work is done to actually look into their psyches mm. as though it's too much hard work. Yeah. And I understand it, right? Yeah. It is hard work. There is a lot to unpick. Mm. But I feel like the only person who can unpick a South Asian or a South Asian girl's trauma is a South Asian girl themselves because... Do you know what? Yeah, there have been times where I've been told off for doing something by my community. Some of the stereotypes are right. And some of the, some of the things that they talk about, good or bad, they are right. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's about the motivation. And the only person who can draw out that motivation yeah. is somebody who has had the same journey as them. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you look, you know, if you look around you, there are others that are in the same industry and, and going through the same struggles as you. And like, you know, reach out to people maybe they're struggling with their families as well maybe mm -hmm. their families aren't supportive of, of what they want to do um but you can find that support with each other um and like even for me like I said I'm lucky I'm really <laughs> lucky I've, I've had my family support but like you would go to I remember I was on the train once we bumped into a family friend and my sister is complete opposite she's an osteopath so she's you know studied and done really well but that's what she was always to doing do. yeah that's <laughs> what she wanted to do and like fair play like she's the best at what she does and she wanted to do that and, she, and and I remember we were on the train and we met a family friend and he said oh you know what are you guys up to and she said oh I'm studying to be an osteopath or whatever and he said oh what about you and I said oh I'm I'm, I'm an aspiring actor and he laughed and he laughed oh, because he thought I was joking. And then it was like a moment of silence, like, oh, no, he does not know that I am being 100% serious. And then he had a moment where he was like, oh, my God, she is being serious. And it was so uncomfortable. But like, even if we go to family functions and we're sat at a table and it's like, oh, so what, what do you do? Oh, I'm an actor. And then there's this moment of like awkwardness in the air of, oh, an actor what does that mean that can't be good oh yeah. does that mean she's lost and she just doesn't know what she wants to do so she's yeah. just picked it out of thin air um i i get yeah i i mean obviously not gonna go into acting anytime yeah. <laughs> uh, i sort of i mean i guess freelance creatives they yeah. sort of get the same thing yeah. so i remember when i first went freelance and everyone was like oh so what do you do and i was like yes i'm a freelance creative now and they were like so what does that mean and i was like that's code for what are you actually doing? Yeah. Like, are you are you actually sort of getting anywhere? And yeah. That's because there aren't many. I mean, just like going back to South Asians in film, right? Mm. So, Not Your Wife is an Instagram page. Um, so it's run by Kiran Hoti and Sonam Kaur. So they wrote an article. Yeah. And they actually mentioned, right, that uh, apparently there are roughly double the number of South Asians in the UK today than there were in 2001. Well, uh, we are the least represented in the global and British media of any major group. So of course wow. people are gonna yeah. laugh at you. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't see they don't see many 
of us being successful in this industry. So then they think, well, you're not going to, you're not going to do it. Mm. Even my mum had it, like when, when I was growing up and wanted to be an actor mm. and we would have extended family kind of being like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure you want to let her do that? You know, are you making, what if it doesn't do that? And, what, and it's about so much more than that. Like, even if I didn't get extenders and I, I, um, haven't had a successful role up until now, that doesn't stop the experience and knowledge and value that I've gained on this journey. Do you know yeah. I mean, like there's so much to learn by just following your dreams and what, what have you, you want to do. What have you learned when it comes to the acting world? Um, you have to have very thick skin. You know, everyone says it like it's like most said thing like, oh, you've got to be, but you really have to, you've got to have, it sounds weird, but like a bit of arrogance about mm. yourself because the amount of no's that you get, they can destroy you and your confidence and they will make you believe that you are not worthy and that you're not a good actor. You're not talented. Have I had to fight with that? A hundred percent. I've had so much self-doubt because you, re you really do get hundreds of no's. Hundreds, yeah. hundreds and hundreds. And Would hundreds. you say you've got more than people who aren't, for example, from your of your background, a lot of your identity. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of the time you're going up for roles that are already in their mind, they want a white girl for it. I see. And so you're already on the back foot. So yeah, a hundred percent. But you know, there's there there already aren't enough roles for us. There aren't enough mm. roles for Indian girls. Um, speaking of, mm. see, when I was younger, I actually do remember having a bit of a joke with my sister and then a couple of people about this. Mm. I was an activist from the very beginning. Um, but I remember seeing, I remember yeah. seeing goodness gracious me, there yeah. I am seeing the, the Kapoor's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I remember seeing God, like, Nina Wagyu on EastEnders, et cetera, yeah, yeah. et cetera. We'll talk about, like, the differences between yeah. your portrayal and their portrayal yeah. in a bit. But I remember seeing them, and I actually remember thinking, why are they taking up all this space? Mm. I want to go into the media. Mm. Why are they taking up? Not actually realising that I was picking my fight yeah. with the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah, they were there because they were using their platform, knowing that if they don't make that noise, nobody else will. No. And that's the reason why it looked like they were actually, you know, the only actors. Yeah. And as and I was talking as though like there were only like three slots that could be filled by South Asians. Yeah. When really there should be an unlimited number. Yeah. I don't know whether you had the same. No, yeah. I, you know, um there was always a group of kind of Indian girls that I would, South Asian girls I would come across when auditioning mm -hmm. and you would always bump into each other in this, in the, you know, that's when we were going up for, for a South Asian role. So when it was like a role that had a, an Indian name, and so, you know, the character is straight hobby. Yeah. Oh, you're always going to bump into the same people. And then the same people that get the jobs, always get the next job and the next job and the next job. And you've really got to like fight for your place in that line to yeah. go, now I'm part of the mix and I can, I can get roles. Um, and, um, yeah, you, you almost, because these same people are getting this, the roles every time you think that there aren't many of them. And listen, there aren't many of them. There aren't many of these roles, but I feel like our community is so strong and full of so much talent and so much potential that if we come together and create and be creative, um, we can create opportunities for ourselves. For sure. Like, why wait? Why wait yeah. for it to be created for us? Yeah. Why not come together and realize 
our power and strength and unity and be like, right, let's create and do something for ourselves. And, and you know, if there aren't enough roles for, for Indian, South Asian young girls or guys, let's create them ourselves. If there aren't enough opportunities for South Asian directors, let's create it ourselves. Yeah. You know, like it's, we've really got to take the lead now. Um, and take charge, I, I think, like, take charge and yeah. and just not be afraid. Because I think so many, so, many, so many of us are afraid because of what we've experienced. Oh, my God, all the time. Yeah, like, it's it's a thing. Like, even for me, yeah, I've got a great role and I'm on EastEnders and it's, it's amazing representation. And, you know, I love the way the family are represent, represented culturally. Do you think things are changing because? I've actually done some thinking and I remember I heard about the... Green Knight, right? Sir Gawain. So he was Joe back to English. English literature. <laughs> <laughs> but like Dev Patel, right? yeah. he, he, he was in Slumdog Millionaire, which is, I guess, a racially typecast role, even though he did an amazing job in it. Yeah. Okay. But he was Sir Gawain in Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, yeah. one of the most beloved tales in old English literature. Yeah. Not just that, but The Witcher has a um, South Asian actress as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, who else? I mean, Deb Patel was in like, David Copperfield. Yeah. There are some people now who mm. are South Asian mm. and they're taking up space. But it's always that one name. Like, there could only be one good in, uh, South Asian actor of a female and a male. Like, there can only be one of them. Right. But why can there not be a group of us? Yeah. Why, why can there not be, oh, we need someone for this role. We've got a huge selection to choose from. Mm. Why is it that if it was for an Indian, a South Asian guy, Dev Patel, who else? Who else? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, it. it's always one. Mm. But we don't have that problem with, with others, other cultures. Yeah. There's a huge mix. Of I think that's people. where we yeah. set ourselves up. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and it's, it, it, as much as we can sit and be sad about it, because it is really sad. Yeah. It is. It's, it's hurtful and it's sad and it's demotivating and, uh, you know, it can get you down sometimes, but I think that the what we've got to take from it is what work needs to be done. Yes. And then just getting on with that work and doing it. And if not paving a way for ourselves and paving a way for future generations, mm-hmm. you know, I want my nieces or nephews or kids, if I have them, I want them to be able to choose, um, you know, if they wanted to choose a career in a, in a creative industry, mm. I don't want them to face the same struggle as what, creatives now are facing i want them to face a completely different scenario where it's way easier for them as it should be Mm. and but that can only happen if we put the work in now yeah and it's not so i don't know what you think about the word diversity so Mm. you talk about like obviously us putting in the work right now Mm. so shonda rhymes she's a telly producer yeah um and she did a 2015 article and she said diversity to me it almost seems like a dirty word. It just seems like we are putting people on a pedestal. When people of colour, we don't want to be put on a pedestal. No, we, we just don't. want to be normalised. And she, we just want to be treated equally. There we go. That's she likes the idea of normalisation. Yeah, the diversity. Yes. Yeah, I uh, agree. I agree with that. It's it's almost like we don't want to be the victims. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be like, oh, poor you. Don't get roles. Mm. Things aren't written for you. I just want it to be fair and equal. Yes. I don't want to be put head you know get a head start above someone else because 
they need to do they need diversity on the show yeah. so we must have her just because she's she's you know south asian i want someone to choose me because of me not because of my you know because of my setback my, my culture or my setback you don't want plus points you don't no. want minus no points. you just want to be treated the same yeah. that's it would you say your eastenders role is probably the most you know moving away from diversity and more mm. towards normalization in the media and industry and acting would you say it's the most normal role whatever yeah. normal means that yeah. you've played yeah um you know it's i think what was really nice about the panasars coming in yeah was there were no you know the mum didn't have an indian accent she is just you know god i love her yeah she it actually it made my soul yeah in. because of you always get these again you get these like stereotypical characters all the mum at home in her suit making the rugby's with the thick Indian accent and mm. that's not a true representation of Suki doesn't make rugby's Suki ain't making no rugby's man and she um that was really nice and then you know with Ash being a bisexual amazing you know she wants to she she's true to who she is um and then you've got Vinny and he you know he's DJ Vin and he wants to be DJ. <laughs> like it's it's just I I feel like they've got it spot on in terms of representation and how we're represented and I know that we are very much part of that so you know um we as a family kind of put our thoughts together and say you know this is what we'd like and the show are great at listening and and putting that forward uh, that's amazing yeah i'll tell you what when i heard about the pandasars first coming in yeah um i used to be an avid senders watcher um but having watched obviously um the masseuse and then like there was another family before that yeah there was yeah um i remember seeing the pandasars and i'd held my breath thinking yeah. Is this going to lead to sort of more stereotypes being formed yeah. about me? Or is this going to be a stereotype breaking, almost a redeeming process? Yeah. And like, it's nice to know it's been the latter rather yeah. than the former. Yeah. And I think, you know, you do get that she is what she is, you know, um, following that medical journey. That could be really stereotypical. But I think the really nice thing about it is she's passionate about it. Yes. She wants it. She's worked hard for it. Um, and it came from a place of, you know, that's what she left her family for. She left it to pursue her medical career. So it hasn't come from a place of her family being, you know, going, be a doctor, be a doctor, be a doctor. It hasn't come from that. Her, her mum actually wanted to work for the family business. Yeah. Um, but she wants that. And I think that's really nice to see that she's making her own choices and she's chasing her dreams because that really is her dream like she wants to be a doctor so Ash Panasa oh yeah she's trained to be a doctor she is yeah you were on doctors <laughs> you never know what because it's as well right so I mean do you feel like you know when you read through those roles like yeah. you're obviously really progressive you don't want to be typecast but have you ever felt like the reason why I'm getting this role, or the reason why they're writing me as a doctor, mm. is because I'm South Asian. Or was it just because that's how it was? I think um, it's a hard question. I know. Yeah. But... Like, well, with Holby City and Doctors, that was, um, you know, that was very much a guest role for an episode, mm. and, and um, I was like a patient coming in. <laughs> but the patient coming in was always stereotypical like for instance Holby City yeah. she had been spending the day with her boyfriend see family and then she fell off the motorbike and hurt her ankle and ended up in the hospital and so it's that thing of like 
having to hide it from the parents. Yes. Sneaking out. Like it's that stereotypical idea that Indian girls have to always hide what they're doing. Yeah. And they can't just live their life freely and independently. Mm. They have to just, you know, conceal that. Mm. And then with doctors, it was a storyline about skin lightning. Um, so that was very much kind of, mm. yeah, that was very much kind of, you know, an issue that very, like, it still happens today. Mm. Um, but with EastEnders, it, um, I actually, you know, I give credit to the show, but, and I think that it's great that they've, they've really built her to be really strong. Mm. She's independent. She's fiery. She is headstrong. She knows what she wants. You know, in the past, she has... Um, you know, she had, she felt pregnant. She didn't keep the child mm. because she didn't want to. Did her family want her to keep it? Absolutely. She wanted to pursue her medical career. And so that's what led her to leave her family. And then that's when, you know, she wound up on Albert Square and that they followed her there. Um, but she's also bisexual and that's a, that's a massive. So Ash is really like, you know, she knows what she wants and she will not let her family stop her. Mm. Does she have weak moments? Absolutely. But she is very much her mother's daughter. And I think that's something that needs to be explored a little bit more because the reason that I think Suki is the way she is is because of maybe past traumas and the things that she's gone through. Does she then take that out on her daughter? Most probably, yes. Yeah. Do I think that happens in real life? A hundred percent. Like, you know, you get you get both. You get parents that have been through things and then allow that to then give their children what they didn't have, mm. which is freedom and independence and, and, a, and a right to choose what they want to do. Mm. But then you get parents that, and, you know, we're all human beings. It's left a mark of trauma and, um, you know, bitterness. And they don't want, they think, well, no, if I did it that way and I'm okay, then no, you can do it that way and you'll be okay. And they want it, but that can't continue forever. Yeah. It can't. And that's why I think this generation is breaking the mold. You know, even with things like mental health, we speak about mental health so much more and we approach it in a completely different way to what the previous generation did. Um, but I really understand that. I don't, I don't judge them for, for not, you know, for approaching it the way they did, because that's just how they were raised. Mm. And they, of that, did they even have, did they even have the TV and film to make it? To normalise that. It's actually really interesting. So what I really, really like about EastEnders yeah. is knowing that like there's actually an avenue that they could explore with Suki. I I genuinely feel like this, do you know what? Even in Hollywood, yeah. parents haven't been represented in the right way. And no. And so therefore, right, I've got friends and I've got like general a wider British community who when I say oh, I have an argument with my parents about this or my community thinks this, they'll straight away think, savages, how dare they? Yeah. You are a liberal, South Asian, British woman. Yeah. You're allowed to do what you want. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. you're sat there and you're thinking, I don't know the, how to tell you this because yeah. it hasn't yet been explored in the media. But they aren't evil. No, they're not. Exactly. They're not and deep. yeah, onions have layers, the show yeah, 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 exactly. And I think that like, you know, I am, uh, people kind of when they don't understand the culture mm. and again like you said they only are led to believe what they're shown through the media they then have this idea that Indian parents are these you know like you said they're like dictators and they want to control you and they want to they want to arrange your marriage and mm. they want to, and it isn't that at all it mm. really isn't that it's just that 
we understand our culture because we're in it, but others don't because of what they're shown. And that's of no fault of their own. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what needs to change. Um, you know, like it's, you see on TV, I think it's really important to represent our culture and there are, there are, you can find comedy in it and I enjoy it. You know, you get, you get sketches and skits on TV that kind the of, disgraciously. yeah, they, they, they take the, they, the comedy element out of our mm. culture and they explore it and they make us laugh and they make, it's not only us laugh, but they make other people, you know, other people, cultures laugh. So there was this, um, I mean, we all know Mira Sayal. Of course we do. She said something about like goodness gracious me, which is in my notes. Yeah. She said, um, there's a power to making fun of ourselves. Being funny is a powerful place to be because not only are you making yourselves laugh mm. about like your own situations, but then also you're not just the punchline of somebody's racist jokes. Yeah. And you know what? That comedy is confident. Mm. And so sometimes I'm like having that representation of things going wrong, yeah. little funny comedic moments. Yeah. It sort of t- teaches people. And that's the thing. Like, I think it's great that we can find comedy. In mm. And I think people from, from different cultures take that literally. That's what it's like. That's what it's like. Do you think? I think they do. And I, and I think that it also gives them, and this is a whole different, <laughs> but, um, Something that I really struggle with today is I refer to it as casual racism. Some people refer to it as slurs. Some people refer to it as really different things. And they often refer to things in your culture um, in different ways that they think is funny. But, and I think what's allowed them to do that is like comedy on TV that's kind of like taking the mick, taking the mick, and it's kind of relentless and they keep doing it, keep doing it. And then it gives people, they think, oh, well, I can join in and I can say it, but they can't. That's not okay. And I feel like there needs to be a boundary and a line as to what's on TV and what's there to provide entertainment. Right, right. And what is someone taking that out of kind of context, maybe, and then saying that to someone that doesn't want to hear it, or maybe saying it in front of, a, gr- a group of people and then making that person feel uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I think that as well as, as well as like representing our culture on TV in, you know, a way that's funny, it also needs to be done in a really respectful way and like a way to like open up people's eyes about how beautiful our culture is. Cause it really is mm-hmm. like the family dynamic of our culture is, is amazing. It's beautiful. Like when you think about, you know, how the family support one another and, and how that's, come through generations like back in the day families would live together all under the same roof and all the money would go into one pot and then yeah. they would do you know so it's that sense of togetherness that i think is something to be explored as well yeah. it's not all doom and gloom why, why do we always think that we why do people always think that south asian families they like speak in riddles almost yeah like there's always like an underlying family secret i mean so what if there is Every family secret. That's what I and yeah, why, why, why are our secrets always like at the forefront? Yeah. Ironically, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the it's it's so complicated to even explain yeah. because we've not got much time left. No. But it's interesting because whenever I see like doctors and lawyers, you yeah. are Indian on screen. Mm. I always sometimes feel a little bit offended. But the only reason I feel offended is because it looks like they don't want to be there. And it's actually nice to see somebody 
it doesn't matter what you do. You could be the most stereotypical Indian ever, as long as you are happy with yeah, that. Yeah. And, and that's what... And it's your choice. Yeah. And you're exactly. not being pressured by, um, you know, expectations from the community or expectations from your culture or yeah. um, what the right thing is to do. There is no right thing. There is one thing and that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's it. That's all it comes down to. And it comes down to what makes you happy and what you want to do. And I think that's what was so nice about getting this role yes. was that it was a moment of going, I like, I did it. And now, and for my mum who supported me, she can now be like, it paid off. Like all of that support I gave her, it paid off. And I didn't want to prove other people right. As in people that had said to me in the past, oh, acting really, not, not sure about that. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to prove them right. I was it was almost like an achievement for myself, yep. but also for so many others that are in the same industry mm. um, or just so many others that are younger and want and have that dream of going, well, I'd like to do that. I'd like to be on TV. I'd like to be an actor. It was like a moment of being like, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Like It is possible and it's achievable yeah. and you just have to be relentless and keep going and work on your craft be confident believe in yourself mm. like don't if if you haven't got family that are gonna nurture that talent and potential and encourage yeah. you encourage yourself like go out and, and mm. follow your dreams but what people don't see is like they see just say me get a role and they see one yes they see like oh amazing she's she's achieved it she must have got you know she got a yes now Diane. yeah but that's it. what they don't see is the hundreds of no's yeah. and like the doubt and the crying and, and, and the, you know, feeling low and feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like the questioning, they don't see all of that. They just see this one yes. And then they're like, oh, amazing. I'm so proud of you. But yeah. this is the thing. When I got EastEnders, like there was so much support and I think the community were really proud and they were like, oh my God, amazing representation on our screens. But it's not just about celebrating those that are successful and get that yes. It's about encouraging and supporting those that are on that journey yeah. so that they can get to that point. Do you know what I mean? So it's about moving the needle in like both ways. Sort of like a two-pronged attack where attack where you're not just normalizing Brit uh, British South Asian identities on screen yeah. in the most raw and candid way possible. Yeah. But then you're also your presence on that set is moving the needle in yeah. making people think actually like you can join me on this journey yeah and i don't think the premise of this podcast and i don't think me and you believe that like only if you have what it takes mm. you know only if you are the rare one no. that you get it because it's not about that it's not no. all fun and game no exactly yeah and i'm not saying you know this this podcast is called brown girls don't act so i can say brown girls do act no. like everyone you're going to get your first yes you can do it yeah it's more so don't Give up, and no, I go, don't give up. Do you know what we were talking about podcasts and how we hate them throwing mantra, mantras at us, mantras yeah. even. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of code switching that took. Those mantras that are like, oh, you can do it if you try. You can try so hard. I hate hearing that from mm. people who don't share my identity. Yeah, but I'd like to think that people who, well, we are the same identity as yeah, mostly the people who are going to be listening to this, and yeah. hopefully they find some kind of solace. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 not even about finding struggle in just this industry like yeah whatever you want to do just go and like just you there is no if if you as a human being decide i want to be an actor 
I want to be a doctor. I want to be a shop assistant. I want to be a teacher. I want to like, don't let your culture or community get in between what it is that you want to do. Yeah. At the end of the day, community, culture, everything aside, you are a human being that wants to do something that is Mm going to make you happy. Go and do it. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you simplify it, it really does just come down to that. But you can't also ignore the struggles that we do face. So it's about kind of like, you know, realizing that, but then also being aware of the struggles and just pushing through. Yeah. You've got to push through. You've got to. Otherwise, you know, things will never change. I think we've got, I think we've got a duty. Yeah. I've had, oh God, last summer was absolutely awful. Like I was crying in bed all day. I'm never going to get any contracts. I'm never going to get any contracts. I'm going to be absolutely awful. And it's actually, I've made little progress since then, but that little progress it's actually interesting having people DMing me on Instagram, mm. just going like, that's amazing to see you do that. And I'm like, I haven't done much. And they're like, actually, you've done enough. Whatever step that we take yeah. as talented and creative South Asian women, mm. I think it's so important. Yeah. Because it shows people, yeah. oh crap, if she can do it, then yeah. can I? And, and I think that's what's so great about this. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of from our community and social media is a really just you know it's a weird 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 place you get you you get so many people that are successful from our community but you don't really ever see them putting out help like it's always it's always kind of like you know look at what I've achieved and look at my life and isn't it amazing and that's what's so great about this yeah this is here to help people and this is here for them to listen to and find comfort or support or encouragement from Mm. it I think that's what we need to change as well. Like the way we use our platforms. Don't just, don't fall victim to creating this fake life because I've actually, I I heard something yesterday about happiness and it was like, happiness is never a consistent state of being. And then you listen to it and you're like, oh my God, no, it isn't a consistent state of being. Like you you experience happiness in different moments. And it's the same with success. Like you're never going to feel successful 24 7 you're going to find success in different things that happen like whether that be you know if I could find success in this if someone messaged me after and said oh my god I listened to you and now I feel like I can go and chase a, a um, acting career I would find success in that because for me I'm like wow I've helped someone um so like it's the way that we use our platforms and I think that we've got like a huge duty to help you know sure others and pave a way for others to to like follow their dreams and realize that they can they can do it i mean my last my oh, one of my last questions okay. unless, unless we do the brown thing everybody on indian tv yeah. um my last question is very aspirational what are your hopes for the future of tv film mm-hmm. and media when it comes mm-hmm. to the inclusivity of brown women um well i mean i hope there are more roles that are created their needs and not just any old roles like, I want to see us at the forefront of movies, films. I don't want it to be the sad love story. I want us to be, like, the villain or, you know, the powerful, strong, independent woman. Like, I want I want the true representation of what we can be because we aren't just victims and, like, sad little, oh, I just want, you know, it's it's not always that. It is. Yeah. You only have to watch an episode of Easter. Exactly, exactly. No, I want more representation and I want more roles created for us. And I and I also want, and I'm speaking, I have a duty of this as well. Like I want creatives 
to band together, create our own opportunities, mm -hmm. but not only for us, but for the next generation as well. Like, you know, get support groups going, um, build a team, create content, create, you know, short films, um, like, put, you know, and, and, I, and you are seeing more of that. I think that then we can't stop. Like if we stop for even a second, that's it. Like we need to just keep going and be bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Here, last question. Yeah, go on. Go on. Go on. Um, I mean, you talk about like not stopping. Mm -hmm. What's next for you? What's oh, going on? <laughs> I, uh, come on, uh, that was smooth. <laughs> that was a very good transition. Actually, very. Um, no, I mean, for me, like, I'm very much still on a journey. Like yeah. this is, he said, it's not something that I run away with. I've still got so much work to do. Um, and I'm still very much part of this community. Like just because I've got this, yes, it doesn't mean that I'm now, I'm now like a, um, apart from the rest. Like I'm still part of this group that is still struggling to be heard and see. Um, and I'm still part of this minority. So I think for the future, you know, obviously I want to go to Hollywood. <laughs> How cringe is that? I want to break down barriers and I want to um, encourage others. Like that's such a massive thing for me. Like yeah. I really, really do want to invest time into creating um, a voice for others yeah. and encouraging others to, to follow this path. Um, and whatever I can do to make that easier for them, I would 100% do. Um, so if, whether that's, you know, just speaking out or babbling on and just talking on and on and on and on and people are like, shut up. No, it's just, that's, you know, I uh, just want to encourage and support. And, yeah. and I think there is success in that. Like, even if I don't get, you know, even if I'm not successful in my own journey in, in terms of acting, I can be successful in a journey of creating, for sure, you know, space for others and so that's success in itself, I think. I think. I started this conversation thinking, I hope we can do like 40 minutes. Yeah. And now we're here and I'm like, I don't think we're at the end of this. But no. then also, I just feel like I don't want to explode anyone's eardrums from listening no, to no, I, And it listening to me that. for too long. I'm listening to me. I go on and no. Honestly, I don't shut up. But hey, I hope I hope anyone who listens to this episode yeah. is now sort of awakening. Yeah. more confident about the fact that actually brown girls can act and brown girls do act. Yeah. And, I, and listen, even if, you know someone listens to this and they go oh I want to message her and I want to DM her and I want to mm. reach out and ask her advice like a hundred percent yes ask me and I will help in any which way I can always <laughs>